0: what's up everybody this is marlins in-game host mike b and you're listening to fish across the pond marlins uk podcast with peter pratt cheers from the 305 Hello and welcome to episode 90, yes episode 90, we're into the 90s, Fish Across the Pond, it's a Marlins UK podcast and of course I'm your host Peter Pratt, joining me this week we have two of the three UK GOATs, Uh, Rob Newell is back on the IL, we wish Rob well and we'll see him back next week but of course, lead off Lee Dobbs, Lee how are we doing? I am, it's good as always. Good man, Sean Barrett, also in the house. Sean, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm doing well. I've been doing plenty
0: of emoji research, so I'm ready for it. (laughs) Good man. It's good to see you're you're being fully trained up. And, uh, you know, emoji usage is up. I I have a problem. I've already put it out there on Twitter. I, I I have an addiction. I'm addicted to emojis. The most used for sure has been the rocket emoji this year. If there is a stud emoji... I would be using that also. I've yet to find out what the stud emoji is. Could it be the horse? Thinking about it, could the horse emoji work as the stud? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, guys, um, we've got a jam-packed show, uh, just the three of us for this one. And we've got a lot to dive into. We're going to start at the back. We're going to start with last night. Because last night, exceptional. Exceptional. An exceptional performance from these Marlins, a performance that they needed badly, in my opinion. Trevor Rogers, he seems to just go up against everyone's ace. And he is he's beaten DeGrom, now he's beat Corbin Burns, comprehensively. So, Lee Dobbs, how good was that win last night?
2: I really good, and yeah, I was coming off you coming off that series loss you know you know to the giants which was quite a quite a poor series you know on the whole yeah it was good to bounce back you know against A team's ace you know as well yeah we we went in here in the sort stories of burns know is a strikeout you know machine you know no walks and I I mean we didn't get get a walk but yeah we did strike out a lot again, but but you know you had to beat him, was it? Five runs, you know, off him. It was great. And obviously Rogers was, you know, as I said said before, you know, an ace. He
0: is absolutely. What do you make of Trevor's performance yesterday?
2: No, it was it was good. It may wasn't wasn't his sharpest, you know, overall, but you know he got the got the job you know you know job done. Done was through six. You know he scattered hits hits here and there. But, you, know, you know, the walks are are down now. Yeah, which was obviously an issue to begin the season. I mean that that first inning, you know, of the season. You know, yeah, he's come a long way since you know, since then, <laughs> uh, and he is now. You know, as I said 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 before, we we we, we do have uh, you know three aces.
0: Absolutely. Well, three healthy aces. I'm going to yeah, add health. in healthy into there, mate. At
2: least, yes.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my days, um, aces everywhere, Sean. What about you on um, on Trevor Rodgers, mate? I mean, he's just for me, he just seems to get stronger and stronger. Like as he grows into the games, which is so impressive. Like he, he kind of starts, gets going, and then he just hits another gear in like the third, fourth inning, and just goes into overdrive. But what was your takeaway from from Trevor?
1: Yeah, look, as you said, Trevor looks looks great at the moment. You know, striking out seven yesterday, no walks yesterday. Um, one thing that's sort of popped out to me was over the last two starts, thirteen innings, he's only given up the one extra base hit. So even though, yeah, he scattered a couple of hits yesterday, he's not getting hit big. He's not being found out too much. And when you're when you're throwing a lot of strikes, he threw sixty two strikes in eighty five pitches yesterday. You know he's in and around the strike zone, but still not giving up the the heavy contact. Yeah, at the moment he looks like a verified ace.
0: Listen, there's all the talk about rookie of the year candidate, etc. But I think we need to upgrade that. Like, I mean, clearly still a rookie of the year candidate, and he's a front runner if we're honest. But let's talk about Cy Young consideration. Clearly, you know, Degrom. Is the class clearly right? If he's healthy, there's a good chance to Grom wins the Cy Young. But is, is, is it realistic for us to think of Trevor Rodgers being a top five, top ten pitcher in the NL this year?
1: I think with the way he's pitching at the moment, if he can keep it up, yeah, there's no reason not... If you look at all the noise that was happening um, across America with Burns, the whole idea of 40 strikeouts, no walks, mm. the most strikeouts before giving up the walk, I don't know how, in how long it was, but it, it might have been ever. You know, exit in that game, Roger has a lower ERA than Burns now. That's how badly we hit him. You know, there's, there's no reason why a Marlins pitcher shouldn't be getting that kind of national buzz.
0: Absolutely. And he is getting the buzz. This is the beauty of it. Like, I feel like Sandy has never quite got that level of buzz. Like, in in our eyes, as Marlins fans, we've seen it. We know what's happened with Sandy, and he's really taken a leap. Like, he clearly has, and he's an absolute stud, no doubter. Um, But Trevor, because he's ascended so quickly, all of a sudden now, and because he's a rookie, the the helium and the media and the national media attention is is so much greater. Um, he, he actually said yesterday, you know, post game, how much Sandy's been helping him and working with him actually. And so what I see with Trevor though, I, I remember what, um, the media sessions last year with Trevor and he, he, he seemed nervous and timid as a, you know, in terms of an interview. Now he sits down, he's just like, Hey, bring it on guys. You know, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. Like, it's a different guy. And the same happened to Sandy last year where all of a sudden he just stepped up and, you know, the press conferences with him, it was just like, it was just fire. It was absolute straight up flames from Sandy. And you can just see the mentality of these dudes has changed drastically. The confidence, just the confidence is there. It's oozing. Great to see. Um, I, I'm I'm all in on Trevor. I have been, as you know, <laughs> for some time, but it's been Sensational to watch, truly sensational, and yeah, a lot of talk actually about who drafted him. That's been the other thing, you know, is part of the old regime, right? It's one of their one of their last draft picks, I guess. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, he's, he's he's really kicked on. It's great to see what a win. Corbin Burns. I mean, I hadn't really seen much of Burns either before, so I was intrigued to see with my own eyes against the Marlins lineup that we know. You know, how good is he? And, and what I say with Burns, he is just straight-up attack mode. Like, he doesn't fanny about. He's just straight-up attack. But what I could see in the fourth, he started to tire. It started, all of a sudden, there was more 3-2 counts than there'd been, and we didn't get any walks and all that buzz. It was all a bit, you know, you know, it's a fake kind of stat, really, in many ways, the kind of a walk before you, or you know, number of strikeouts before you give up a walk or whatever. But what you could see, he started to tire, and then he got to the fifth. And then Miggy Rowe, for me, that knock up the middle, that brought in the second run, huge. That was huge. And to me, that kind of broke the back there for Burns, and he never recovered. But he's a good pitcher for sure. Very, very aggressive. Um, yeah, I was impressed with what I saw. Some of the guys coming out of the bullpen for the Brewers, though, <laughs> they were they were less impressive. The dude, the blonde haired dude, I don't even know his name, can't remember it, but he literally, I don't think he knew where it was going at all. It was, it was basically Taron Guerrero with long blonde hair. That's what, what pure scattergun. He didn't know where it was. There was people swinging at his, at his pitches. I was like, why are you even bothering to swing? Just shoulder it. Cause he's not going to strike you out. Not a chance. But anyway, great win, great to bounce back. Cause like you said, Lee, that giant series, bloody hell. It was, it was a grind, right? It was a real grind my cap to the Giants. We've seen a lot of them now in the last two weeks. They Their makeup is quite similar to the Marlins, actually. So that was the problem. It was a Spider-Man gif for that whole series <laughs> where it was just strength against strength with arms. Yeah. And the offense, you know, it's n- neither offense is a juggernaut, right? So, you know, we're coming out of San Fran, we're just one, one from a four-game series. What was your takeaway from that series other than, yeah, cold?
2: Yeah. Uh- yeah it was a really tough series you know you summed up well, well well I think before you know, turgis was, <laughs>
0: was that the word it's uh, the right word is not it you
2: know, neither team scored more than five you know in any game it, it, it really was just a, a tough watch so yeah, something yeah. from some boring games you know, you know not much was happening the you know, the, the, the pitching is clearly clearly the strength of, of both teams Yeah. Uh, and when it's cold and you know wet, windy like that, you know it, it, it's really hard to score runs. Yeah. But you know, you know, we squeezed out one, you know, one win, so you know it wasn't a sweep, at least. You know, and 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 obviously we bounced back back well
0: last night. Absolutely. And just on that one win, I guess the signature moment from that one win was that Jesus Aguilar two-run bomb. I mean, I know you're going to say to me, Pete which two-run home run are you talking about for Jesus Aguilar? Because he just that's all he's hit. But yeah. the one I'm referring to was the one top of the ninth, which was the <laughs> one of the lowest home runs in terms of uh, launch angle that there's ever been for the Marlins. But Jesus Aguilar, all of a sudden, he's really kicked on. I mean, that's huge for the Marlins, right, to have Jesus kind of back and, and delivering some late bombs.
2: I mean, it's... You he's found found his stroke at you know the last. Mm-hmm. You know, he he, you know, he started hit hit home runs. We, Romans, we we got Dickerson as well now. You know, he has hit one. Birdie's hit hit one. So hopefully, you know, they they're gonna have they're gonna have to make up you know for like the missing, you know, at, Anderson Alfaro, you know, Marte. So you know, if home runs is the way you know, you're like the way to to do it now, and then then yeah, you know. And, it, and hopefully it will lead to, you know, like a string of, of home runs, for, you, know, you know, for like the whole team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to get into the outfield shortly because, you know, one of the key themes that, that popped up this week uh, links to the centre-field uh, situation. But something I want to dive into, just because you mentioned um, him in that in that segment then, Lee, is, is, is Brian Anderson. Um, you know, travelled with the team after the Baltimore series uh, to San Fran and uh, then popped on on the IL. So, you know, uh, BA, I would describe the season so far as frustrating for him personally. He's had a frustrating start. He's hit a lot of balls hard and has just had no luck, truly no luck. Marlins Park or Lone Depot, Despacito um, has has hindered him for sure. But the Brian Anderson news, I think, caught everyone off guard. And we ended up in a situation where Jose Devers is now called up. Brian Anderson on the IL. Jose Devers traveling with the team on the taxi called up. Um, youngest debutant uh, from a Marlins perspective for many, many years. Um, you know, <laughs> how, how, how do you take that kind of news? And and I guess on the on the negative side, BA, he's missing for two weeks or so, but Jose Devers as well getting a crack.
2: Yeah, you know, with BA being down, it's going to be, be tough. It means Bertie's going to have to play play third, you know, every day, at the minute. So 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 we so we're missing him, you know, like to spot start, you know, a, set, a second base or shortstop, you know, every now and again. Yeah, you know, Devers. I mean, was he hasn't played played since 2019. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: no pressure.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, and I mean, he did look a little, you know, o- overawed maybe, but I mean, it has all we all we've got. At the minute, because we haven't used the tax, you know, taxi squad, mm. and, and you know, I mean, I, I don't know where we will see too much from him. I mean, he he did get get an RBI last night, uh, at least, so yeah. you know, he's, he's got something, yeah, something to show show for it. But yeah, you know, hopefully, if, if things settle down a bit, you know, we might see Isan Diaz. Hopefully, at some point, I mean, I'm not sure what's going on there. I know they've had a well, what was it? Like? You know, a COVID out, outbreak. And so I, I, don't, I don't know if that had something to do with why, why we haven't, you know, like gone near him, you know, like, near him yet. Yeah. I, I would expect to see ESAN soon, you know, if it ca- carries on like this. Yeah.
0: It's interesting. I <laughs> looking at that news at the time. So I woke up in the morning, watched the game, realized the big move that had happened, you know, BA to the IL and Jose Devers, uh, you know, called up. And I was like, wow, that's, it's wild. You know, like you mentioned, he, he's not played since 2019. He's not played above um, A-ball, I don't think. Yeah. So that's a, a meteoric rise for him. Clearly, he, he, he was doing some nice things in spring, and the Marlins clearly like him. So, you know, happy days. But I was thinking, where, where the hell is Isan Diaz? Like, this it's a shocker. But then as I started to process him, I realized they could only draw down from the taxi, and Isan wasn't on the taxi Devers was the problem with the taxi is you're on a 10 day road trip so the view is well we don't want to take Isan Diaz um, where we don't think we're going to need him and he's going to miss 10 days of you know proper at bats and that was the thing is we want to leave them to keep them ready I guess that's the problem with the taxi you just where you're on these long road trips and something happens at the start you're left exposed and it's a tough and act i'm interested to see what the marlins do moving forward with the taxi and whether they change their approach maybe for longer road trips moving forward if they think actually maybe we do need to take you know a more ready guy you know someone that's had experience rather than you know truly a young buck that has a lot of potential but you know it's an interesting one but sean come to you on on East Sand, buddy i mean that's my read of it um is there's plenty of other opinion out there that is different to that and is more looking at it from it, is Isan's time up in, in Miami? What's what's your sense on this one?
1: Yeah, I hope you're right, Pete, because as, as I said before, with with Isan going down, you know, it is that question of we spoke in spring training and I was on my own, on an island, on Isan <laughs> Island. And my concern was uh, that he might not be better than Chisholm now, but if we send him down what what we saying to him? Are we saying to him that we're moving on? This is you know the team are not in a position to to hold him. I hope it is a case of it is just a taxi squad concern um, because yeah, having uh, Devers come up was a bit of a. A bit of a shock, a bit of a surprise. As you said, he not he's not played since 2019, and that was on the Clinton Lumber Kings.
0: Oh, what a Rob News Award. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so um, yeah, this is this is gonna be a big jump for him. Um, mm. it might just be a couple of days, he might not even get a start, he might only get a handful of that bats. Um, but you know, if 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 I'm here, and I'm saying to myself, this is my chance to maybe not stick with the team long term but at least again let some people see what I'm about um, on the field off the field as a teammate you know and and make some relationships Um, so yeah I mean at the end of the day I think ESAN does get some time coming up and as you said with the taxi squad it's so difficult um, to be prepared you don't know What's going to happen next week? Is another player going to go down? Our players going to be coming back. Um, and as you said, with BA going down, that's with Marty as well. Mm. It's we're we're getting we're getting a bit of a mash unit at the moment. Yeah. And um, you know, at the moment the team are sort of treading water with the rest of the division. The division yeah. itself isn't exactly firing on all cylinders. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we're in a we're in a situation where we're saying to ourselves, let's try and keep up. Let's try and you know w- win the games we can get you know get ourselves involved in. But you know we we are struggling at the moment.
0: I mean, it's tough. It's a tough spot when you know before the season starts, you know Marte, Ba, uh, those two of your top four hitters. I would say top three, top two, perhaps. I, you know, rank them as you want, but you know. We know Marday is an absolute stud, and he, he he carried that through. And we know BA's is a stud, and he had a frustrating start. But listen, you want BA in there? Um, I must say, one of my favorite moments of this week was uh, the John Bertie home run, which was a no doubter in San Fran. I must say, but the, the heckling he was getting, you could hear it. They're kind of uh, their mics in San Fran were really cranked near near the the batters, so when you know any kind of contact off the bat sounded loud but equally you could really hear a lot of the fans and there was people heckling birdie. I think he'd made a, an error already with a, with a fly catch, you know, a pop-up, that he fumbled or missed and swirled in the wind, but that BA home run um, with, with all the heckling. And you could see like, you know, Paul Severino on commentary, he was getting that too. And he gave it the old, Hey, birdie, 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 which I really enjoyed as a call too. So yeah, it was nice. And you know good for him to you know, hold it down, but you're right, Sean, two of our better hitters are out of of the moment and it's how we piece things together to kind of keep it going for now. And we we need some of the other guys to step up. Right. And, you know, Aguilar's done that. Aggie's found some form. He's got off. He's gone off the arugula or whatever it is. I think that's in our language. I think that's rocket. I think it's a rocket salad leaf. If uh, for anyone that's wondering what arugula is and he's on the arepas uh or whatever that is now so some Venezuelan uh fire let's say so you know Aggies come come through but the main knock-on effect that say guys like to get into this is all of a sudden now we've got Adam Duvall starting in center field we obviously brought brought Brinson back up Brinson's gonna get first go blah 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 but then all of a sudden you've gone hey listen let's try Duvall out there Lee what have you made of, of of Adam Duvall out in center field
2: Surprisingly, he's been okay. I was expecting it to be a bit of a mess. or so you know, maybe some some errors, you know, coming. But you know, those first two games, he looked, you know, decent. And and I think I would, you'd take bat in the lineup, you know, and with a worse glove than having Brinson's bat, but with a better better glove. Because Princeton again, I mean, I know we we said it so, so many so times now. go you know, I think he's done. So so now with Duval playing center, obviously now means we can get Cooper in the lineup you know, and Dickerson. So there be there be no more you know you know chopping changing. We you know like won't have having a day off here and there, when where which means that that neither or, you know you know none of the three three can get into any rhythm. Because, because they're always have, having a day off. You know, you're, you're once every three days or so. So, yeah, for me, you know, as, as long as he does, you know, okay, you know, like defensively, then, yeah, you know, I'm all for
0: it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, to be fair to him, he's been tested. There was a few, yeah. you know, hits to the warning track, I think, on Sunday from memory um in that bullpen game. And he, he did well. I mean, the glove... Has hung up. I mean, let's be honest. Duval has been the best outfielder, but they've been—it's been the corners position thus far, where he's looked lights out. His arm is sensational as well. Truly, he'll gun you down from anywhere, for sure. But I mean, I think the main knock on though, Lee, that you've touched on, I think this is the beauty of it: is Diggerson, Duval, Cooper, Loop, and Aguilar—four of the main hitters—are now having everyday at bats. Before that, it was mix and match one day off here, one day off there. We know it, we know none of the guys like that. They get out the rhythm. Aguilar has benefited last year when he came, you know, before he was in a platoon in, in previous clubs. He's come in last year. Aggie, you're playing every day, results are there. Cooper Loop, you're playing every day, results are there. So, for me, I, I, I like the decision. I think you take a little bit of a step back in the D, on the D side, and you've mentioned that. But I'm not sure how much of a step back it is.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and then you get those guys in, and they they'll actually improve because they're playing more. And just as we're on here, the lineups just dropped actually for for tonight. Of course, guys, we record on a on a Tuesday as always, so game two of this Brewer series, and it's the first time all year the Marlins have got the same lineup back-to-back days with players in exactly the same positions in the lineup. So it's as is from yesterday, but with, with Castano going. And we were talking off air before, you know, before we hit record saying that it feels like this, this, this was feeling like an everyday lineup. And I think it's proving it really there, that this is perhaps yeah. the, the lineup right now until Marte and, and and BA are back in town, you know, birdies every day at third base um, you know, Jazz, second base, Duvall at center. So, yeah, um, I'm liking it. Um, Sean Barrett, I need to come to you on. Uh, we've talked Aggie. I want to talk to you about Corey Dickerson. Um, first big dick shot of the year. Absolute monster shot yesterday. Hits the scoreboard 440 feet, something crazy. But what are you seeing from Corey, mate? Clearly Jazz has bumped up to the leadoff spot. Corey dropping down to the five hole. How, how are you liking Corey's uh, progress now?
1: I think Corey being a bit low, not in the lower end of the lineup, but in the middle of the lineup, rather than the top of the lineup, is probably where I'd like to see him more. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, the 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 question of if he takes pitches and he's a tough at bat. Yeah, you kind of do want to see that at the top of the lineup, but you know, the speed that's not really there. That's not really his game. You know, so having Chisholm. Um, on the top of the lineup, that's where you want him, the speed. you got Miggy there as, you know, a guy that just gets timely knocks again and again. You want to see him in the top of the lineup as well. Uh, so I think, yeah, Dickerson in the in the, in the five holes is really where you want to see him. And, um yeah, he's, you know, first home run of the season. You know, the, it was a long time coming, admittedly. Mm-hmm. But when you watch the games and you see his at-bats, you know, there's there's a rough one here and there, but nine times out of ten, you're seeing a quality at bat, you're seeing a quality approach. And that approach is what you want to see rather than the results, because when you've got the approach right, the results will come.
0: Absolutely. And listen, Corey Dickerson, you know, the numbers don't lie. Uh, he's currently hitting 324, leading the Marlins hitting 324 and 826 OPS. So Corey Dickerson, you know. For me, I was ne- he was never the right leadoff guy. He was doing a job and has to do it, but Sean, I feel he hit the nail on the head there. You know, middle, lower middle part of the lineup, like it's it's a perfect spot for Corey. Um, I, I really like him there. I really like Jazz leading off. Clearly he has the right tools to be a leadoff guy. We saw that yesterday, two stolen bags. That's the second time this year he's done that, where he's taken second and then taken third in the same inning. Um, so that's six stolen bases for Jazz on pace for... Over forty, just FYI. I'll just uh, I'll just mention that now. Uh, the curse may be real. We'll we'll find out in a few weeks. But you know, Jazz, that's the right spot for him. Miggy, row the two spot. It's the right spot for Miggy. Aggie, Coop, Diggerson Duvall. The lineup just feels right at the moment. Like, and clearly that's what Donny's saying. So, I'm liking I'm liking how it's shaping up. Clearly, there's going to be an outfield error or something that's going to hurt us in the next couple of games, and we'll all be blowing up about that. you know, but for me, it's not going to be Duval. It's you know, Corey Dickerson looks the the <laughs> the most. At one point, to me, it looked like he had the yips in San Fran. Like uh, he just looked like he was scared if a ball came near him. One of them. I've played cricket for years, and I tell you, when you, when your confidence is gone, you don't want the ball to come to you. Um, you kind of you're praying for it not to, and when it does the anxiety levels are up and I I got that sense from Corey, but listen, you you start doing well with the bat. All of a sudden you're like, Hey, I'm relaxed in the outfield. And that's what it is. I feel he just needs to relax a bit. So good to see guys. I'm like, I'm really liking where this is going um, from an offensive side. I think we've kind of fell into a lineup now that I think will be, will be nice for the next couple of weeks. Um, Heard some news on Marte yesterday, not great news. um, Still feeling it. So I think the prognosis, the early one of probably four weeks, I think feels realistic and maybe even slightly more BA. I think will come back in the minimum. So that's going to be good news. i not sure on, uh, on Georgie though. So we'll wait and see, but right. To just want to finish up on rotation as well, just in terms of updates and, and bullpen briefly, but rotation wise, um, Nick Neider started a game last week against uh, the Orioles gave up five. I think, uh, it wasn't great, it wasn't a great outing. And, and in, in truth for Nick the walks, right? The walks were just too much. Too many walks, walking too many tight ropes and filing against the Orioles. Um, you know, he got found out. But the surprising piece of that was he was optioned. Um, you know, after that start against Baltimore. And the replacement, I think we brought up Jordan Holloway to actually take his spot on on the roster. But what that meant was we ended up with a bullpen day full blown. Bullpen, albeit Campbell pitched, I think, 70, 75 um, pitches. So I guess he was the starter as such, although they went with Detweiler because of the weather. Um, but Lee, um, Nick Nider optioned. We surprised. Secondly, um, how how do you see this rotation shaping up, shaping up now? I mean, no one's near to coming back like an Eliezer or a 6 So are you seeing this like we're gonna be Paul Campbell season for a while or? Something different.
2: You know, it's, it's going to be tough now. As like I say, we 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 got three, three, three people locked in, you know, for certain. And I think Castano, you know, he's shown over last year, you know, and this year already from his start, you know, that provided he stays healthy as well, you know, he should be good for that fourth fourth spot for now. Yeah, yeah that fifth spot is. I mean, I was quite surprised at neither what you know was options, you know, mm. straight away like that. Because, I mean, like I said, he'd, he'd done okay so far. Obviously, the walks were, you know, like, were an issue. But, I mean, if we're going to go with a bullpen game anyway, I mean, I, I don't know. It might have just been been worth just just keeping him in there for like three inning games, you know, anyway. Mm. So, but because I mean, I've not really been impressed with Campbell yet so far, you know, for, you know, for like this whole season. And don't get me on started Sundays, on Campbell. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Sunday, he—he I, I, he was a, a tad, you know, unlucky with mm-hmm. the bunt that went for a, you know, a hit, and then the—I mean, you know, there, there was that pass, pass ball. I think at one point, you know, there, there, there were issues behind the plate as well. But yeah, he doesn't look great. You know, I mean, if he's ERA—I think it's still about eight, eight something. So, but I—I I mean, I, I think we've we, we got a day off, so. We, we can get to Trevor again before needing an, another star. Yeah, which I think we talked off air would be Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we've got some some tough you know, choices to make, whether they, they go with another bullpen game you know, and start Detweiler again or, or Curtis you know, could start or they just, just start Campbell and see how far he goes. But like I say, he, he didn't look great and it it, it might just be a... Another giveaway game, sort of thing where I mean, if we win, great, but they're, they're just going to be in there to eat, eat innings and hope you know, you know they, they don't get too uh, embarrassed.
0: Here's another suggestion for you guys, and I've just been thinking about it then, literally, as Lee was talking, playing in my head. Okay, so they go on the road, no, well, they decide to option um, Nida at that after that Baltimore game. Holloway's up. They go on the road trip, they think right we'll just we'll muddle through and then after the road trip we'll we'll maybe be able to get Braxton Garrett in the mix. Sean, potential? Potentially?
1: Yeah, I mean every time we talk about the the rotation we we bring him up and we say, you know, we wonder what's going on down at the alternate site. We we don't see <laughs> anything, anything from that really. And um, as Lee said, we've got till Sunday to make a decision. And uh, for me, something that's interesting is that is a UK-friendly end-of-a-series game. You know, we've been waiting for a uh, sweep for quite a while. Oh boy. I've got a, a cheeky a cheeky cigar somewhere in my cupboards waiting for a sweep.
0: Well, it's been gathering dust, uh, I think. So
1: I'm, 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 it, really, <laughs> it really is. And, um, you know... What what a game that would be. Bring up Garrett Sunday. Serious sweep against the Nats. I'm I'm all for that. <sighs>
0: Absolutely. Oh, hell. That. we're we getting a bit Sorry ahead about. of ourselves here. <laughs> 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 I like, well it the thing is, I'm not convinced it's it's feasible to just carry on with bullpen games for the, the long term. And I, I don't think any of the starters are anywhere near so. For me, there's a couple of options. They bring Nick Nider back. They let it, they they maybe just said, listen, Nick, just go and have a blow. Um, maybe just write yourself away from the spotlight. That's option A. Option B, we get back around and they go, listen, it's Braxton Garrett's season. And and he gets a go, which he obviously pitched last year, did fine. Um, the question I've got is who's after Braxton Garrett? Like, you know, if Garrett comes up, hurts himself, I mean who's next in line we're kind of the guys that are on the 40 man the starters are are running thin because many of them are hurt so that's the problem you've got obviously Eliezer Sixto and um, uh, Guzman as well is is hurt (coughs) as is um, who else am I thinking of Um, Edward Cabrera Eddie Cabrera as well yeah sorry so you've got five guys there that I think are all on the 40 that um, are hurt so that's the problem um, for the Marlins, that's like you need to do something, you know, roster wise. One of them would need to go to the 60, maybe, you know, Guzman maybe could, um, and you free up a spot, maybe bring in a vet. I mean, it's it's tough, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of balancing this fine line injury wise. And, you know, Klee, you don't want to throw games away. That's the problem, right? Like, you know, bullpen games, it's tough to win them consistently, I think. Um, Nine inning ones, anyways. And the knock on effect to your bullpen. For the next three four days, that's the problem as well. But let's uh, while we've mentioned the bullpen, Lee Dobbs, how would you summarize the week from a bullpen perspective this week?
2: It was okay, I think you know, on the whole. I mean, Yimmy I mean, was good still. You know, uh, Flora was still still good. You know, Pop bounced back after his poor 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 you know showing last week in some games. Simba got you know got blown up once, but. Yeah, on the whole, I, I think it's been okay. I mean, Campbell obviously had the issues on Sunday, but mm. you know, he, he can't really count that since he came in. And, came in like second inning. You know, Detweiler still looks good, and Bass, you know, he's, he's putting, <laughs> Bass you know, maybe he's, he's putting a run, you know, run together now. So yes. yeah, you know, on the on the whole, it, it was better than you know, than we, we we've seen before.
0: Can we have a Lee Dobbs one to ten? confidence update in terms of overall bullpen. So, as a whole, and this bullpen as you view it, what's your confidence levels? Remember, seven is unavailable.
2: Uh, if, if you're just going with like the top sort of three, I'd say it's like, it's, it's like a nine. But what, what, when you include the likes of Campbell, then I'd probably about a six, <laughs> or six.
0: You would have gone seven, <laughs> wouldn't you?
2: <laughs> probably. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's. T- I mean, listen. The bullpen's for me. The bullpen's working okay. Um, before I give my my view on it in, in any depth, and steal Sean's thunder. Sean, what about you, mate? I see in the pen, and equally, same question to you on the confidence levels.
1: Yeah, I just want to stretch on from what Lee was talking about, and, and with Bass, I think are we are we at the point now where we stop talking about those two blown saves? He's he's pitched really, really well, as advertised, really well over the, ever since. Um, And I I think we touched on it last week a little bit, saying, you know, I think he's still there in the the save mix. Mm. And I think he probably will still get some opportunities going through. I think, realistically, the next save opportunity, if Yimmy isn't available, it's going to him. And... um, yeah, I was I was as soon as you asked for a number, my head went straight to seven. <laughs> but Seeing as you said that's not available, and and again, touching on what Lee said. You know, you look at the the main guys and and you go, yeah, that's that's a nine, and the the lower guys down the down the depth chart, you're looking at, you're not so confident with. But I mean, there's 30 major league baseball teams that are probably saying that as well. You know, you can't carry nine stud pitchers. You just, you know, you can't. You're going to have a couple of guys that are, you know, you you don't want to see in high-leverage situations. So for me, I think there's an eight at the moment.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, for me, they've they've been solid. Like, you're always going to get hit now and again. For me, the, the one guy that I've been most disappointed with is Richie Blyer, actually. That's the one dude. I'm, I'm taking Paul Campbell out of it because I'm not, you know, when you're asked to go out there in the in the freezing cold, pissing rain, and try and deliver um, pitch seventy five pitches or whatever, it's not easy. I, I I'm worried about Campbell generally. Like I've always said, there's too many hanging breaking balls in his in his makeup for me. I I know that at certain times he will get heavily blown up with that, but he still struck out a ton of guys. I can't knock Campbell. For me, it's Richie Blyer is the one dude that's kind of like heavily regressed, let's say from last year, just given up weight. Same as Bass. The Bassman early doors, ground ball pitcher, no ground balls. Richie Blyer, ground ball pitcher, you know, low low guy. I'm not sure he's he's had a ground ball all year. Like it's worrying actually with, with Blyer. And I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they play that. I must say, Zach Pop at some point had a two-inning uh, game where – it was sensational. Jordan Holloway's looked great. All those dudes you mentioned, Bass has had a great run. Uh, Floro, Curtis, you know, pretty much everyone's doing doing the business. Detweiler, too. Simba, I'm... Uh, it, it's just one of those guys, the action's funky. I feel like it's erratic. That's the thing with Simba. Like, on some days, he just may not have it and the direction just goes. But I'm with you all in all. Yeah, I'd go with a seven. So I guess I'll have to bump it to an eight. <laughs> um guys we've got five minutes to run uh two final questions for us i'm going to throw it to you boys and um we're going to get into a play of the week or a moment of the week anything that's that, that comes to mind and of course we'll finish it up with emoji of the week so lee Dobbs, have you got a player a moment that uh that you'd like to bring up
2: uh one, one, one i did enjoy was the was the the jazz lead off home home run you know, the, the other night? Oh. Yeah, I was hoping for you know you know, a, you know, a down. It, it just bounced. I I think so. So it wasn't quite, but you know so, yeah you know, that was exciting. Yeah, I, I say he's, he's doing well in the lead off spot. So yeah, you know that that whole whole play 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 for me was was the play you know, of the week.
0: That was sensational, mate. I must say. I mean, first first out bat of. I guess, of the series, right? And, um, you know, you want to get off hot. It was a freezing cold day. He's in the hoodie. And he absolutely <laughs> yeah, destroys one. <laughs> sensational. Like, that's it for Jazz. Like, when when he hits them fully,
2: they, fly.
0: they absolutely disappear. Like, oh, it's sensational to watch. Love that Lee. Great call, buddy. I'll come back to you on the emoji as well. It may be the Rocket one. I don't know, but... Um, uh, Sean, what about you? What was the, the play or the highlight of the week for you?
1: I want to touch again on DeVoe. We've spoken a little bit about him in centre field at the moment. And I, I actually owe him a second apology of the year already. Wow. You We're know, only a few in in weeks th- in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> him in centre field at no point filled me with confidence. Uh, the Sunday game, the rain was dreadful. It just it had all the hallmarks for a bad idea. And he played really well. There was a, a shot that I think Lee spoke about. Um, it was a, it was either a fly ball or a line drive. It actually had an, an expected back expected batting average of five eighty, and he just plucked it out of the air like it was something he does on on the day to day. And um, yeah, so for me, he that was the moment. That was a moment that I sort of looked at and went, "Wow, okay, this." this could work. I mean, it's, they're not going to be golden glovers out there, but in a pinch, I think we can, uh, we can just about pull through with that as our uh, outfield.
0: Love it. I I love that moment too. It was, uh, and and Twitter was going wild as soon as he, he made that grab too as well. It was like, it was a a wow moment or an aha moment almost. It's like where everyone went, ah, okay, this can actually work. And, if it does, and we're able to you know, listen, the, the problem with Duval as well—the uh, gloves there—but outside of Truist Park, he has not hit anything hardly. Yeah. So we really need to, you know, it needs to—it needs to come for sure. What I'd say as well with Duval—he's sneakily fast as well, isn't he? Like he was beating out singles as well the other day. I was like, wow, this—he is not what I expected whatsoever. I just expect expected basically, Jesus Aguilar but in the outfield uh, for some reason. But the dude is, he's got a lot of tools. I've been impressed, but I'd like to see him hit more. I think everyone's, you know, the league was put on notice early, right? You know, you can't throw breaking balls, you know, to Duvall down the middle of the plate because he will absolutely marmalize them. And since then, no one's throwing them. (laughs) So the league's on notice for sure. My favorite moment, guys, uh, of the week, my highlight anyway, I think it has to be it has to be that, that Aguilar home run top of the ninth. Um, I think that was a truly sensational home run in a big spot when a team that was scuttling so badly. Um, I absolutely loved it in many ways. Yesterday's performance overall was the highlight because it was a sensational win against an absolute stud pitcher. But as a single moment, I'm going that that Aguilar one iron for a home run. Um, Right. Emojis. I know Sean's been researching, but Lee Dobbs, I'll give you the honour, mate. What have you got for us? You
2: know, it, it, it will be be the rocket. You know, being, <laughs> we, you know, we 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 have finally started started to hit some some bombs. You know, Aguilar was, was it three games in a row. Dickerson, you know, he was he was off the mark. Bertie's off the mark. Yeah, so it it will will, will be will be the rocket.
0: Of course, I think that's fair. The, the, there's been some bombs, which is nice to see, particularly in the, the latter parts of the week. Um, Sean, yeah, dig into your kit bag, buddy. What have you got for us?
1: Uh, yeah, let's see how this goes. I've got the, the, the huge stars in the eyes Okay. Um, uh, for Chisholm. I think I'm probably one of the people that are late to the brigade. I know that you're probably driving the train, the Chisholm train. I don't know if you're going to let me on the back or not, you know, banging down that door. Chisholm this week has shown, you know, a lot of maturity, a lot of growth in, in my eyes. And I think I think I got asked earlier in the week by a friend, what is Chisholm? And I was like, on his peak, he could be, you know, a pretty decent player. Um, but, you know, he's on target for 30-30 at the moment. It's early days, admittedly. And the strikeouts are always going to be there. Uh, that, and that will keep the batting average down. But on the whole, I think there's no reason to say he could be uh, a multiple all-star winning shortstop.
0: I'll summarise, mate. I mean, perfect summary. Okay, I will round it off. I I was trying to work out how to find the right emoji for this. So I'm just going to go with the it's effectively it's the peace sign, but that's not the reason for it. It's. For two, the number two, I want to say the Marlins legitimately have two rookie of the year candidates. They absolutely do. Trevor Rogers and Jazz Chisholm, the two of them are going to go head to head. I'm not convinced that anyone else from any other team and any other rookies will be in the running. I think these two could absolutely blow everyone away. I'm not clear who else are, you know, the eligible rookies are, but I don't care who they are. I've seen Jazz and I've seen Trevor and these dudes they are studs and there's two of them and the Marlins should be very proud of what they're able to, you know, how they've been able to develop these guys and the boys look up for it. So that's my one. It's the peace emoji, but it's reused for a number two. Um, guys, we're bang on time. That is just about it for this week. Um, Lee Dobbs, Sean Barrett. Thanks again, guys. Great to talk. Uh, that's episode 90. Would you believe in the books? The naughty 90s, the roaring 90s, I don't know. We're not sure how you describe the 90s, but we're in them. We're just 10 episodes away from the century. So, right, guys, appreciate it as always. Thanks to the listeners. Stay safe. And we're back next week. Go Fish!